Hello, my name is Billy Bob Harris, and welcome to Connecting the Dots. You know, I love all international celebrities. Now, I don't know that one of them, <laughs> and she is at the top of the list. Our guest today is Sandra Brown, novelist. Welcome to our show, Sandra. Oh, thank you so much, Billy Bob, for asking me to take part in this. It's very exciting okay. for me. And um, I, I, I consider myself a lot of things an international celebrity. Well, <laughs> it doesn't immediately spring to my mind. Let me tell you something. When, thank you. When I finish these three things right now, I'm going to prove my point, okay? Your statistics are staggering. 72 New York Times bestsellers about 80 books, 80 million books in print in 34 different languages. Yeah. Now yeah. that is an international celebrity. Well, thank you. Uh, don't ask me to name those 34 languages. I don't need, I didn't even know there were 34 <laughs> languages. I wonder how that translates. Like you say in English, I wonder how, do you know which ones they are? Sometimes, sometimes I do, but more often than not, uh, they're not the same covers. They're published by, you know, publishers all over the world. Um, so I'll get a copy and I'll go, wonder what this, <laughs> wonder what this <laughs> means. And I have to look on the copyright page yeah. on the copyright page. The title will be there. And just this week I got, um, an email from, I think it was my Romanian publisher, and I'm a, a bestseller in, in Romania as well. A lot of those Eastern Bloc countries that opened up just uh -huh. as my career was burgeoning. And uh, so I was one of the first American authors that they had had access to oh, wow. in, you know, three decades. So uh, anyway, got an email from them, and, and my title, Outfox, uh, did not have a equivalent phrase. <laughs> <laughs> and so they had to come up with a title and they were telling me, you know, it, it's this and, um, and it means this. And I said that go with it, go you with know, it, whatever, whatever it is, whatever is going to yeah. appeal to the readers. Yeah. With me. Sandra, all of these incredible statistics and you started out in TV. Yeah. Yeah, I, obviously it wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get, I had to find another avenue of endeavor. Well, uh, but uh, no, I, as you know, worked uh, for Channel Eight. Uh -huh. um, I was married to Michael, had been for uh, I don't know how many years at that point, and we had two children. Mm -hmm. uh, they were toddlers at the time, and I was working on PM Magazine. And uh, I think you worked on that yeah, for a while. Yeah, so, did you? I, I, well, I, I did the stock market report on that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, but one day they came through and said, we need all fresh faces. And uh, I was crushed, not because the family was relying on me for our livelihood, but because it was a creative outlet. You mm -hmm. know, it was fun and got me out of the house. And so... I started looking around and all of my peers were members of this women's club, that women's club. They did this, they did that, they, you know, and I thought, this doesn't sound like me. <laughs> it just didn't feel right. Yeah. And um, so Michael said, you know, you've got time and opportunity to do something you've always said you wanted to do. 
yeah. which is to try your hand at writing fiction. And I didn't know that I could do it, uh, but he set up a card table and <laughs> spare room, and I bought a typewriter. That's how long ago it was. Okay. And a ream of paper, and that's when I started. So getting fired was uh, a blessing, you know, a blessing in disguise. It yeah. truly was. Well, now, Sam, point you, in my life. <laughs> you got a degree in English, correct? Yeah, I did not. I did not did? get a degree in English. I was an English major. Oh, I, I see. Okay. To get married. Okay, I understand. Uh, which I would have killed my kids if they had done that. But this was way back when. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and um, so Michael and I married, and uh, I continued to take college courses, but I met while well, he was in the Army and everything. But I, I never earned my degree. And then TCU, uh, about 10 years ago, um, huh. awarded me with a doctorate. Nice, a in, nice title. Let's t letters. Tell us about and, that, okay. So I, I was, uh, that was one of the uh, biggest surprises in my life, but it was, it was also just, just terribly satisfying and rewarding and uh, to both of us, to Michael too, because he always felt like, uh, you know, he had robbed me yeah. <laughs> of, of getting a degree, but in any case, I, I'm now Dr. Brown. So okay, we can do that. Out. Okay, I'm a, <laughs> now let me ask something. When you were young, like in a teenager, did you have tendencies to write stories? Did you, was this kind of in your DNA, or did you just really not think about it till you got that exit from Channel 8? Well, it, it is definitely in my DNA. Uh, my father was an editorial writer for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. And um, so I learned, I think, um, the discipline required uh, to write. Uh, of course, he wrote nonfiction, but he had to produce, you know, a five or six hundred word editorial every day. And so I saw Daddy go to work and come home and he would have written something that was published the next day. And my mother was... Um, adored her and and she was a romantic and she read she was an educator but she read to my sisters and me from the earliest memory that i have and told stories and love stories to telling so i really am a product of of the two people the she instilled yeah. in me this love of books and storytelling and adventure, adventure stories and uh, daddy was the craftsman, you know, yeah. he had to craft a, an article every day. So there, yeah. there I am. I, I was, as I said, an English major. And so the English composition classes came easy to me. I didn't see what everybody was complaining about that, you know, I made A's easily. And um, it was only later that I started thinking, you know, I would really like to to do this. I yeah. think it'd be awesome, you know, yeah. to write a book. But Sandra, Sandra, where does all this, I mean, these these creative ideas, they continue to come from, this fountain of ideas? Um, I, I'd call it more of a trickle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I don't think so. With 72 New York Times bestsellers, I don't think so. Well, it's uh, it's a difficult question to answer because um, the truth of it is, Billy Bob, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I don't know where the ideas come from. Um, if I knew that, that's what I would sell. 
I, I wouldn't have to write the books, yeah. but um, it for each book, there's a backstory, a, 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 a story that tells about how I came up with the idea. Just as a, for instance, uh, because um, Thick as Thieves okay. <laughs> is my latest in my 72nd New York Times bestseller, um, I, I was sitting at my desk doing something else entirely one day, and I, I just all of a sudden was in the middle of this scene. And I was there with these four people who had just stolen a, a pouch of money, and they were trying to figure out what they were going to do from this point forward to keep from getting caught. And I thought, you know, I heard one of them say, the first line of the book is, uh, talking about it is a surefire way to get caught. And I thought, who said that? You know, what's going on here? And I got into that scene. I was in that scene and I just started, I went to my keyboard, sat down, started writing down what I heard them say, what I saw them do. Uh, what I smelled, what it felt like, oh and by the end of seven pages, I had a prologue, and um, and it was an intriguing prologue, I thought, I guess and so. so I sent it to my editor and said, what do you think? He said, gosh, I love it. He said, I can't wait to find out what happens, <laughs> and I said, well, that makes two of us, <laughs> because I don't know either, yeah. Um, yeah. but that is so it's and that and then with the story about Fox I started with a character a con man I wanted to write a story about one of these men who gets away with conning women for years and yeah. changes his identity his whole persona so it makes it almost impossible for him to be caught and uh, I thought that'd be an interesting character to write about. So with each book, it, it's, it's it has its own origin and has its own personality. Yeah. Well, Sandra, I have a lot of friends that are, are songwriters, but they get oh. most of their inspiration from real life experiences. <laughs> we can't say that about you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These just like the con man, like the, it's, it's just amazing yeah. that, you know, um, people who have, have known me for, uh, a long, long time, you know, even as I was a, a, a child or a, a teenager, young adult, young mother, and they read the books and they're like, where did this come from? <laughs> you know, uh, what, how in the world? did you know to write this? And I said, I guess there is within every author uh, who does write fiction, um, it, it has to be just that creative impulse. It has to be maybe deep uh, embedded desire to, to play all the different roles, but largely it's make believe. I have the best job in the world. I that's, get to make believe yeah, for a living. That's, that's and uh, so so ninety nine percent of of my work day is sent staring into space. You know, it's um, so. I think that I I can't even tell you where the characters come from. I don't base them on anybody I know. I don't envision an actor that's going to play the part because, because a my, lot of them, a lot of them been made into uh, movies for TV. Four, four. Okay. Yeah. Well, you you don't ever think about that. You, no. You just write it. 
No, I write the book. I'm not a script writer and I don't make movies. Um, they wouldn't let me because I'd want to be in charge of everything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it, I don't, when I'm telling my story, I'm not envisioning someone else's face on my character. My character, I, I see my character and, and I know what they look like. And so then when someone asks me, you know, I have fans ask all the time, say, oh, I'd love to see, uh, you know, Drex, or I, I would love to, who, who do you think could play him? Who could play Ledge? And I'm going, hmm, hadn't even thought about that because yeah. I really don't. I see them as, you know, themselves. Yeah. And, and something else that I found out about you have a big following from the military. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. Um, I, I get I get really sweet, dear correspondences um, from service members, men and women. Um, I was invited uh, in 2011 um, to go on a USO tour to Afghanistan, which was daunting to even contemplate. Um, but when I was asked, I, I said, gosh, gee, um, let me think about it. And I immediately hung up my cell phone and I called Michael. And I said, I just got the most extraordinary phone call. And I told him, and he said, well, you're going, aren't you? <laughs> and I thought, you know, that was the reaction that I really wanted to uh -huh. hear, to have. Yes. Um, and it was amazing. It was the most. What, what was it like? What, what was your reception like? I mean, did oh, when you got there, what? There, so, and of course, I told us that I, I went with four other authors, one other female, Kathy Wright, who writes the Bones series, uh -huh. and um, and three uh, military writers: the Mark Bowden, who wrote Black Hawk Down, and Cl Clive Kessler, who you know wrote naval books, uh, military books, his entire career. And um, so uh, when we went over there, uh, one of the jokes I would make, we'd walk in, you know, they would hold receptions for us. And it was meet and greet, you know, bring your books to be signed, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I said, we're really the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. We're just traveling incognito. <laughs> <laughs> And I was told on more than one occasion, well, it's working. <laughs> just keep working. on. It's just keep on. It's good. Sandra, what does a, if you have a regular day, what does a regular day look like for you? Well, I'm not uh, all fluffed up <laughs> like I am to see you. Um, but I go to work every day, uh, just about every day. I, I do have an office outside the home. Uh, two full-time employees that do everything but write the books. Okay. Um, but we've closed the office because of COVID. And um, so we're all working from home. In my home office, you know, I kind of shuffle to work in my sweats and uh, sit at the keyboard all day and, and wait to see what's going to happen. Um, typically, I write about... Mm, five hours a day. If I get in five good hours, that's that's a good day. And I don't really count pages as my output. I count how I quantify the day is how I feel about it when I walk out of the office. If I think, oh gosh, I'm never going to have another 
good idea. I'm never going to write another good sentence. Um, people are going to find I'm an enormous imposter. I've fooled everybody. Yeah, for all these I, years. I think since the eighties, that's not going to happen. Whatsoever. <laughs> but, but you get, you get uh, writers. And other days, other days, it's like, you know, that I, I liked that scene I wrote. So, um, and then I may work on, I may fly through a chapter and not even realize I've written eight or 10 pages. And then other days, um, it's just not flowing that well, but I keep at it. I put in the hours. I don't ever surrender to it. Yeah. Because I think if I did that, I'd never write another word. The fear factor would, yeah. would govern me. I, 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 I just keep slogging through it and usually typically it's not quite as bad as i thought it was going to be and if i've got something there i've got something i can fix something i can work with okay with your efforts and with your past i hope in the future we ha you and i sit down and we have another interview starting from today on yep. wh what's happened in between. Yeah. Your success that you've had in between. Because. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, you, I mean, Sandra, you, you have a lot of energy. You work hard. You've got talent. You're a bunch of fun. <laughs> And, and, and best of all, you're a really good person. Oh, well, thank you. I've been enormously blessed. Um, I don't take the, it's a very enviable position for someone to be able to do what they love to do and make a living. Yeah. Yeah. And I know what a gift that is. And I don't take it for granted. I do work very, very hard, put yeah. in long hours for long years. <laughs> I've done this, but, um, I know how fortunate I've been too. I've had a, a fortunate partner who has shared me with a very demanding career. That's not an eight hour a day career. It's a 24 hour a day career. And that's because my mind is always, you know, in another place in time. Uh, and Michael has been incredibly supportive and uh, encouraging all these years. So I thank you for all the the yeah. accolades. But I, I, I lift one I out. Share this with a lot of other people. Okay. I share it with good editors and my agent and my family. So yeah. I left one of those accolades out. Gratitude. You're wonderful. Oh. <laughs> thank you for coming on our show and giving us your time. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I loved every minute. Thank okay, you. Okay. So that. Bye bye.